In a tense hostage situation, Castian must navigate between his competing desires to protect Cerise and get help for Laris. Outside of the porthole kitchen window, Castian, you can see the leader of these mercenaries, for lack of a better word, is addressing the crowd. Pardon the interruption, we are so sorry to be making a scene like this. I promise we'll be out of your hair shortly. Blessings to the happy couple, by the way. And he chortles. This may be hard to believe, but we're here because some very bad people have infiltrated your little party. Spies for the Emperor. We know you fine people have nothing to do with this treachery, so we just want to clean up this loose end and be on our way. We're looking for a man and a woman who are seeking a Mr. Riston Aster. Is Mr. Aster here? Castian winces and pinches the bridge of his nose as he's just like, no, 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 no. What is happening? I think that's Black Sun, and I think they're very angry with me. Excuse me? He immediately grabs Cerise Nabella and tries to silence her as he continues to shoot a glance outside the porthole window. I told you Black Sun attacked me. It's... It's complicated. I don't know why they're after me. I swear on the stars, I swear on our love, I swear on everything I hold dear, but this is as confusing to me as it is to you. And again, he just looks towards the window as he hears the guy continue his monologue. And uh, Riston Aster has volunteered himself. What about the guards? We spoke up earlier that there were guards in this area. You know, there's a lot of very sleepy people who can't hold their liquor at this party, apparently. Of course. And he points towards a couple of the slumped people on top of tables and on the floor. If I was able to pick out the guards, they were able to pick out the guards. They put something in their drinks and made them sleepy. Clever. Very clever. And that's when Castian pauses and then turns around towards the cooks and squints. If these people went through so much preparation to secure the area outside, he's wondering if they're securing the area inside the kitchen. Actually, inside the kitchen, it seems like business as usual. He immediately pulls out his communicator and tries to contact Bone or Skitter. A hiss of feedback comes through your communicator. And they've jammed us. Fantastic. Fantastic. I need to get back out there. If I'm not there, they're going to suspect me. The family knows who my previous employer was. No, no, it's going to be fine. I mean, your employer was the Empire. A lot of people are employed by the Empire. You can't go out there. Listen, there has to be an exit here. I need you to go out and try to get the authorities. If they ask where you were at, later on you could just say that something went wrong with the wedding and you were out trying to find something for them. Like, I'm sure has happened a million times. Yes, yeah, something went wrong with the wedding. Black Sun arrived at the rehearsal dinner. Okay, okay of course. I oh, know. I know this is just a wonderful little bump in our blooming relationship. Oh, you need to get going and I... I'll go out there. I will make sure nothing happens to your precious wedding. It is about more than the wedding. I am concerned they are going after the grandfather of the groom. And I need him just as much as they need him. So I assure you, no harm is going to come to that man. Cerise, he grabs her hand. These people need help. I can fight, and I'm sure you could fight in your own wonderful way, but the best thing you could do is find the quickest and most efficient way to get help here. Get out of here, run to the police station, or just run 
until your communicator works. Whatever happens, just get help. All right. All right. And come on, let's go. And he's going to lead her into the kitchen and look for an exit. So in this kitchen, as you are looking out towards the seating area of the restaurant, to your left, you see immediately the walk-in freezer. Beyond that, still to your left, is a hallway. Directly behind you is where the cooking and food preparation areas are, and back there you do also see a set of stairs leading down. But most likely that back hallway is your best bet for an exit. Are we passing the cooks as they're still working? Yes. He's grabbing one by the shoulder and saying, we need air, which way is the exit? Points down the hallway. Castian nods and just keeps on walking. You go down the hallway... You're walking past the back wall of the walk-in freezer, plus another door which leads into a pantry, has all of the canned goods, dry goods, bags of flour, that sort of thing. And then at the end of that hallway, it's maybe a 10-foot long hallway, is the exit. Castian's going to quickly open the door and peek his head out and cast a glance around. Give me a perception roll. A difficulty? Hard, upgraded once. One failure, two advantages. You open the door... And it immediately hits somebody in the face. He stumbles back groaning as he holds his nose. And that gives you just a half a second to register that you've just slammed the door into the face of another Black Sun agent. However, he has his blaster pistol still under enough control that he's pointing it directly at you. So the guy stumbles back, but as soon as Castian steps out with this woman, he immediately raises it towards Castian. Mm -hmm. And Castian's uh, demeanor immediately changes from like a soldier trying to identify an enemy to someone who is absolutely shit-faced. And Castian wraps his arms around Cerise Nabella and pulls her in close. And he's like, sorry about that, man. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to take this little crumpet with me back to my place. Oh, is that a blaster? What kind is that? Get back inside. Okay, okay. He's pinching his nose. It looks like he's trying to stop it from bleeding. So, you know, he has his head tilted back a little bit. He's looking down his nose at you, but definitely still has a gun aimed at you. Okay, okay. Officer, is this man with you? Castian says as he looks over the man's shoulder. Give me a deception. This is another hard check upgraded once. I got two successes, but two threats. With two successes, he turns his head, but he's a professional. If he didn't let his gun waver because he got bashed in the nose, he's not going to waver just because an officer may or may not be coming on the word of a possibly drunk person. So he turns his head 90 degrees to the right, looking over his shoulder just out of the corner of his eye, with the blaster still trained firmly on you. So if he hears anything suspicious, it is a reflex for him to pull the trigger. Great. First thing first, I'm going to spend a destiny point to say that he is under a stone awning. Sure. Second thing is Castian is going to just quickly step in front of Cerise, making sure he's in front of her, just in case this guy still gets a shot off. Third, Castian is going to use the force to launch this man as high as he can right into that stone awning. Ooh, all right. Versus? Average difficulty. Surprise, surprise. He does not have the force to help him resist. All right, four light side points. So yes, I will use the light side of the force to do this. Wow, indeed. Five successes, one threat. You're moving a silhouette one person up. The awning isn't that high because you're already on the highest level of crevasse city. So yes, you do, and it's going to hurt a lot. 
just throwing someone and having them fall, it's 10. So I'm assuming slamming them up is 10 and plus whatever I generated, which is five more. So 15 points of damage straight into him. So five successes, four light side force points. You definitely fling this guy up. It is like he is a marionette and the puppeteer has decided to switch out puppets. He's just ripped up from the ground incredibly fast, slams into the stone awning, and is slammed back down onto the ground where he falls like a belly flop, face first onto the ground. And he is obviously unconscious immediately. You did take one threat there, so take a point of stress, almost from the shock of, oh, that worked incredibly well. As soon as he lands, Castine immediately goes up to him and he's taking the man's gun. So you have a blaster pistol. Good, because Castine didn't bring his pistol with him. Castine pulls out the guy's blaster pistol and then he's just reaching down. They are jamming the communications, outward communications, but he's looking for if they have any way of contacting each other. I can make you roll for that or you could pay a point. I'm not going to pay a point. You do find one that he landed on and smashed. Of course. He stands up, grabs the guy and like drags him into like kind of where the garbage is and just tosses him into it and then looks towards Cerise Nabella. All right. Well, that was easy enough. Sure it was. Hey, 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 go get help. Find the police. I'm sure, I'm sure they wander around these parts quite a bit. And I'll make sure everybody's safe by the time you get here. You be safe too. Don't worry. It's me. And he gives her a smirk, wraps an arm around her waist and pulls her in for a kiss. She kisses you back. And when she pulls away, she says, that's for luck. I like luck. He smiles and goes back inside, letting the door close behind him. He checks the blaster, makes sure it's fully loaded. It is. Tucks it behind his back under his coat. And he is walking back towards the kitchen. When you come back in, none of the cooks are at their station. Instead, they've started to gather around the window leading into the dining area, and they're watching whatever is happening in there. Castian whistles through his teeth to get their attention, and when they turn back, he's waving them towards the exit. What's going on, man? Castian pulls out his blaster. Get the hell out! Now! They are very inclined to listen to a person with a blaster, and so... They run out the exit. Castian nods his head, slips the blaster into his pants, and walks to the window to see what's going on. You see the leader, the man who had been monologuing a little bit earlier, is standing in the center of the room. He has Riston Aster with him now. And he's in the middle of a diatribe to the gathered family members. I don't know what you all think you are going to gain by protecting these two people. All we want is for Mr. Aster to give us his contacts. And if he is unwilling to work with us, well, we might just be forced to make some very tough decisions. And he points his weapon at the happy couple-to-be. And at this point, Castian, you get a very good look at the weapon that he is carrying. It is not a simple blaster pistol or even a blaster rifle. Instead, it is a disruptor pistol. Now, you know disruptor pistols are incredibly dangerous weapons. In the right hands, they can actually rival a lightsaber in lethality. And for better or for worse, this disruptor pistol is not in the right hands. This man is carrying it all wrong. He's not used to handling a pistol of this size as it's larger than the blaster pistol that you have relieved from one of his men. Castian clenches his teeth before mumbling, of course, of course, and then he just... Pushes open the door. 
and walks out. All eyes turn on you immediately, and so does the disruptor pistol. Oh, I am very confused with what's going on here. Hi, I am Gregor Tibbins. Two of the waiters run up to you, and each are going to try to grab one of your arms. Oh, hey, hey, watch that. This is synth silk. How dare you? What have you? And Castian is going to put up a token resistance, just kind of struggling, but nothing really crazy yet. They're leading you to one of the side tables where other assorted family members are, are gathered in a panic. Castian is being pulled away and says, this is ridiculous. How dare you? Do you know who I am? I'm Gregor Tibbins, part of Lady Luck GLC. Lady Luck. Yes, yes, I am a, I'm a very important businessman. I'm here because I want to invest in nerfs. A Mr. Tibbins, you said? Yes, Tibbins. And he raises an eyebrow. Give me a deception check. This is versus two red and two purple. Two failures. The man consults a data pad in his hand. Tibbins, so you are not a member of one of the families. No, I was invited because I am eye candy, much like that young thing over there. Hello, ma'am. I look good in an outfit, and that's why they decided to invite me. Don't be shy, Madam Orden. We all know what this was. Bring him here. The two minions pull you forward. Uh, this is ridiculous. I, I, you know, if it's money you want, I'm sure my my associate, my 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 colleague, Lando Calrissian, could pay it without an, even a hint of hesitation because I am so important. And the man turns his data pad to face you, and it is surveillance footage from Ord Mantel from when you were getting very very drunk in a cantina. In my defense. I was getting drunk after a fight. That's I usually don't look like that during my inebriation periods. But I, you know, I did not expect them to have cameras. I see. And um, okay, I'm not. I'm not Gregor Tibbins. I am a um, <clears throat> pilot. You are an Imperial agent, Castian Saya. <laughs> Castian winces so hard at that name. I really am not that, I assure you. I don't know where you got that information. That's just a lie. That, I, I think you... And he taps another button on his data pad, and it brings up body cam footage from the Stormtrooper, where it is Laris who has just glitched out, and she is identifying herself and you as Imperial agents. And you believed her? I mean, it was just a ruse to get through stormtroopers. I mean, haven't we all lied before in order to get away from the Empire? Come on, raise your hands. Okay, that guy over there raised his hand briefly. I just want to point that out. Anyways, she was lying. Look at her. She was glitching mostly. She She was afraid, so she threw out one of our better cons. Who I look like an Imperial agent. Currently, no. And yet... You are the man that we seek. Fantastic. Take me. I'm sure that this is just a big miscommunication. It was just a little bit of whiskey. We were going to deliver it. We just had to make a side trip. And and why is this man here? Who are you talking about? He's my contact. I don't even know who this man is. And the press of another button revealing new surveillance footage, this time from the dress shop with Balea. This is footage from behind you, so it's why they couldn't use it to identify you immediately, but your voice is unmistakable as you are talking to Balea about needing to find a wrist and aster. You are very well connected. Indeed, it is one of the perks of the job. Okay, I, I, okay. 
I understand that right now this looks bad. Then casting as he's talking, he's trying to get a sense of how many people are around him that are holding weapons. Since you're not able to look around freely and you're trying to kind of keep up a steady state of patter, this is going to be only an average difficulty. I'm going to upgrade it once and then I'm going to add a setback die. Perception roll? Yes, perception. One success. Six or seven. It's difficult to get that exact number, but you're confident that it's at least half a dozen and not much more. Okay, here's the situation. What's your name? Do you want me to say a name? Can I just make one up for you? I think it's always very important that people have names. I, for the time being, is, is Gregor, not Castian. I don't even know. That's a fake name. Calder Sunton. Sunton. Mr. Sunton, allow me to explain. You see, we were giving a job to deliver some whiskey. Well, while we were taking off, my pilot, she suffered an injury, which required a cyberneticists. And honestly, we were asking around, and we heard that Rissin Astor was one of the best, and it was not that much of a big how do you do to get to Alderaan, and then still possibly make our scheduled delivery. As you are going on, Calder tilts his head as if he is receiving some form of communication. Ah, yes, your partner. Yes, my partner. Bring her in. What? And coming in from the kitchen is another Black Sun guard, looking very similar to the man who you threw into an awning earlier, and he is dragging in with him at Blaster Point, Cerise. That's not my partner. She looks nothing like my partner. Look at her. She's very beautiful. Not that my partner isn't very, you know, beautiful herself. As you said, you know, her beauty is is very uh, more of her personality. And this one is very beautiful and outward. And not that she's just outward. Why is she? I, I don't know who she is. You obviously, Mr. Tibbins, have resources in which to disguise yourself. Like most ISB agents. I'm not an ISB agent. I'd really like if you not just to say that out loud. Can we talk in private? Oh, don't you worry, Mr. Tibbins. You won't have to worry about your reputation for much longer. Uh, this is this is a very bad idea. Bring the woman, Mr. Tibbins. Come with me. And bring the cyberneticist as well. You're making a big mistake. The minions don't care. They grab your arms again and are dragging you off. As they're dragging me off, I look towards Madame Orden and say, Had a lovely time. Thank you so much for inviting me to this very special day. And I'm getting dragged out. Cerise Nabella is dragged into the kitchen. You are dragged into the kitchen. And Riston Aster is dragged into the kitchen. Calder is the last one to go and he stops at the doorway and says to the remaining partygoers, Again, I am so sorry for this interruption of your happy day. We, of course, will just be borrowing your grandfather for a short time. Feel free to continue your festivities. Of course, should there be any signs of the authorities coming our way, then perhaps grandfather won't be making it to the wedding. Ta-ta. And Castian is mumbling under his breath towards Cerise Novella. Didn't quite make it to the authorities, did you? No, the entire neighborhood is crawling with these men. Ah, oh, there's more of them. That's, that's really good to know. Young man. Hello, Mr. Astor. I was hoping to speak with you before we got kidnapped. I was hoping that I could convince you to help me with a situation, but I see that we're in a situation right now, so I'll just hold on to that little request later on. And... Riston Aster tries to turn his head towards Calder Sunton. What is the meaning of this sort of recklessness? How dare you? 
I am so sorry that you have been caught up in this unpleasantness, Mr. Astor. But really, I do think that uh, you should be asking our friend, Mr. Tibbins, about what this is all about. And Calder leads you to that set of stairs that I'd mentioned earlier that are in the kitchen that lead down. And he kicks open the cellar door, actually, <laughs> revealing a staircase. And he indicates with his disruptor pistol that everyone should be led downstairs. So first Cerise, then Riston, and then you are taken down the stairs. When you are down in the basement, this is their center of operations, obviously. You see a communications jammer on a kitchen prep table. You know, there's still some items down here that are part of the way that the kitchen runs. You see casks of wine, where obviously that's where they were setting up their poisoned drinks. So there's still remnants of this being a working restaurant cellar, but then you also have the communications blocker. You have a couple of other agents are down here, not dressed up like waiters. They obviously must have been smuggled in at some point, maybe when the restaurant was closed, so they didn't have to go in fully in disguise who are monitoring communications and monitoring how the entire operation is going. Castian just kind of nods his head before mumbling, oh, very nice operation, very thorough, and you're very quick. I mean, I've only been on Alderaan for a day or two, and you've had time to set up all this, get all these people here. I am impressed. We have agents everywhere. I know, your black son. Let's go and have a talk, and I assure you, these two don't know anything. They're nothing. I think this one over here is some... Uh, aid to the woman. I was getting close to her in order to seduce her, in order to get an introduction with Mr. Astor. Uh, lucky for me, she introduced me to the madam first, and, well, my charms worked on her, so it was much easier to, to you know, get invited here. They, they, but they know nothing. But if you want to know what you're looking for, I can, I can explain the whole situation. Give me a coercion check. I'm going to use intimidation to downgrade the difficulty of this by one. Okay, so this is a daunting difficulty, which is four. It is upgraded twice, so that's two red, two purple. To downgrade it, it would become one red, three purple. One success, one advantage. Oh, very nice. Yes. While we shall not be letting anyone go until this misunderstanding is cleared up, Mr. Tibbins, I would be happy to discuss things with you privately. Delightful. Come back with me. And Castian stands up and he's going to follow the man. I'm guessing some goons are probably behind Castian. Yes, privately means not around Cerise or Riston. It does not mean one-on-one -on -one with Calder. So he actually takes you back upstairs and into the walk-in freezer. Oh, this is not ominous. Fantastic. Okay, here's the situation, Mr. Sundon. I am not an ISB agent. I actually am not a big fan of the Empire. We use those on occasion in order to get through Imperial troopers. They panic whenever someone brings up the ISB. We happen to get some decent forgeries that kind of look like they could work, and we use two names of former security individuals that we think are missing in action. The situation is this. We shouldn't have used those on those stormtroopers. My pilot, as you might know her as Miss Jane, she suffered a mild stroke due to something with her cybernetics. 
and she glitched out and she used those and we panicked and now she is trying to recover but in order to get her to recover i needed to find a cyberneticist and that's why i went to Riston Aster because she has very delicate cybernetics i don't know why black sun is interested in the whiskey so much so but i could have the whiskey delivered to you without a problem if that's what you're looking for, as well as the money that was paid to Jane in advance, because we haven't spent it yet. This was an emergency landing on Alderaan, and like I said, the only reason we are here is to get her medical help from Riston Aster, and the whiskey, I'm sure it's delightful whiskey, and I'm, I'm sure that Black Sun is simply doing this in order to make an example of people who steal from them, but, you know, it, we haven't touched the whiskey, it's still there on top of those, you know, cooling pallets, they are in fine condition last time I checked. A very elaborate story. I am not, okay, I'm just, it's not a story. Why, I, I am not an ISB agent. Why why would I come and infiltrate an older... Okay, yes, that would be probably something. Why, if you are not an ISB agent, would you just so happen to use those so-called aliases during a mission to intercept two Black Sun agents? I'm sorry. Are you sure you got the right people? I mean... We were delivering whiskey. We have whiskey. I mean, I'm sure Black Sun has their fingers and everything, but we there is no Black Sun agents. There's just whiskey. So I just had him roll because you're not, and you're telling the truth here. And he's obviously disinclined to believe you. So I had him roll and he got four successes and an advantage. Well, Mr. Tibbins. If this is a case of mistaken identity, which I still have my doubts about, then we are in quite the conundrum. Because if you are who you say you are, and you are not who I believe you are, then you have already learned too much about our operations, both on Ord Mantel and beyond. Please don't kill me, please. Okay, listen. In my telescope holder right here, it's an ignition rod. It's wooden, it's very decorative, but take it out and, and, and you just press the button and it will point you in the direction of my ship. Go ahead, sir, you over there holding the blaster at me. It's very scary. Just take the ignition rod, please. It will lead you straight to my ship. Go ahead. And Castian is, is leaning like his hip towards one of them. Whoever wants to be the one to go for it. Calder nods to one of the minions to grab the pouch and pull out the wooden telescope. Is he looking right down the scope? Of course he is. And Castian just says, like, please, you're making a terrible mistake. No, seriously, you just made a terrible mistake. And he's activating his lightsaber blade with the force. Just roll me a force die. Let's just check what side of the force that you are tapping into here. Uh, I got two dark side and one light side. I think I only need one to activate. Yes, you just need one to activate your lightsaber, and we're not even going to roll the attack on it because this is a minion, and a lightsaber activating out of nowhere at close range can easily take out a minion without even needing a roll. So as your lightsaber bursts to life in this walk-in freezer, the minion just drops to the floor and everybody else panics and starts drawing their weapons in this enclosed space. Now I will need you to roll me your initiative. I got three successes. Calder rolled better. 
So he is going to be the first one to take a shot using, of course, his disruptor pistol. Angela, I'm going to be using sense advantage. What that does is once per session, I may add, I'm going to add two black dice to one NPC skill check. Oh. So Castian is going to be sensing his advantage here. Okay. And there we go. Very good. Because when I first rolled this, he had a success. And now he has just two threats. So as he lines up his shot with Castian, the force inside him reacts without him reacting. And that guy who fell to the ground suddenly is launched forward and just takes the blast and disintegrates in front of him. All right, now it is your turn. And Castian is grabbing his lightsaber as that guy disintegrates in front of him. And he is going to rush forward to try to attack Mr. Sutton with his lightsaber. He does have one defense. One advantage, two successes, one triumph. Ah. (laughs) All right, so what sort of damage does that do? Nine points of damage. I also got a triumph, so I'm going to activate my critical roll. 85. He is winded. He cannot voluntarily suffer strain until the end of the encounter. Castian definitely gets him right in the shoulder, then slams his elbow into the man's chest in order to knock the wind out of him. And then it's the minion. I think there's one more minion in here. There are two more minions. And they are going to attack you as one. So with both your natural defense and the defensive quality that your lightsaber has, they get just one advantage. So what happens is the two of them are shooting at you and kind of, while they're not hitting you, apparently they went to stormtrooper firing school. It is costing you enough effort to avoid their blasts that you take one strain. Can I soak that or no? No. It is back to Calder. Calder Sunton did not rise up the ranks in Black Sun by being a fool, so he is going to make a break for it. He's positioned himself so that you were the first one to walk into the walk-in freezer, so he is the one that is closest to the exit, and he's just going to go out the exit. So he's using his maneuver to move out of the walk-in freezer, and he is going to use his action to shoot the lock, aiming to lock you in the freezer. Let's see how he does, because he's not great with a disruptor pistol. But it's still a disruptor pistol. And with only two advantages and no successes, he doesn't actually hit the lock. Instead, he hits the temperature controls. And this was already a cold freezer. And by hitting the temperature controls, the temperature is going to start dropping precipitously. If you can't get out of here, either by just running or defeating the two minions first, you're going to start taking environmental damage because you are not dressed for an Arctic environment. Casting's going to attack those two guards that mm-hmm. are still in the room. And I get a blue dice because it's multiple opponents. I forgot about that. Three advantages, three successes, and two triumphs. With two triumphs, you just want to take out the two minions? Yes, I do. Describe it. As the door slams and suddenly Castian hears the cranking of the temperature, the minions turn towards Castian to fire, but he raises up his lightsaber and cuts through a kind of a giant hose or pipe that's above him. And this entire place is just filled with mist. And the guards blindly fire into the mist, just desperately trying to shoot as they back up towards the 
door. And as one finally gets the door open and opens it up, they hear, thank you much. And he just charges forward, doing a forced leap. And they both just kind of pause and then just crumble to the side as he cuts through both of them. And he slams into the wall and looks down it, trying to see where Calder's at. As you look in this hallway that's filled with mist and, and fog, really, as that super cold air from the freezer hits the warm air of the kitchen. You look left towards the kitchen, you look right towards that exit door that you and Cerise had used earlier, and you don't see Calder himself, but you do see that exit door swinging closed. Castian's deactivating his lightsaber. Castian looks towards where he knows Cerise is at, but there's a lot of minions in there, so he's worried that if they start firing, someone's going to get hurt. He's going to try to get Caldor, so he's going to be running out that door trying to get their boss Rather than having you do a perception roll, I'm going to have him roll stealth. So with no successes, but two advantages for Calder Sunton's stealth roll, you go running down the hallway, Castian. And remember I mentioned that there was a pantry right before you reached the exit? As you are running just past that door, you hear a disruptor pistol charge up from behind the door of the pantry and he is going to attack. He gets four successes and three threats. That's 14 damage. So I'm gonna be using Reflect, but he still gets me for a significant amount. So you said he did 14 points of damage? He yes. now does 11. That's 11 wounds. Of course, I'm gonna be using Soak as well. So 11 minus four, that's seven. So I take seven points of damage, which brings my 16 down to, I'm, in, I'm at nine. As he fires, Castian holds up his blade, and it hits the blade, but this is a disruptor, so there's a lot of force behind it. So it kind of goes back, and what happens is Castian hurts himself as his lightsaber just slams kind of into his own shoulder a little bit, just the long way. So now he has a just long burn down his chest, and Castian just stumbles back, slamming against the door. An interesting development. So you are a Jedi. Castian grits his teeth through the pain and says, not a Jedi, and he's going to launch his lightsaber forward and try to skewer this man. Are you using the force or are you just throwing it? Throwing it. Okay, we'll make this an athletics roll. If it succeeds, it still does the damage of a lightsaber, but I know you get like extra special melee stuff if you're fighting with a lightsaber and you don't get those advantages when you're throwing it. Casting got two successes on that, nothing else, and he's going to do nine points of damage. One to keep this guy alive, but seeing that he is about to kill me, I don't know if that's possible. It does. It does. Your lightsaber hits him and cuts him and burns him very badly. He is thrown backwards with the force of your lightsaber hitting him. He hits a bag of flour, so there is another poof of fog in the air, this time of flower dust, but he is still breathing. With my maneuver, can I summon my blade back? Yes, sure. Cool. So Cassian catches his blade as this poof of flower is in the air. As you are approaching Calder, a shadowy figure coming through the fog of the flower dust, Calder lines up what might be his one last shot against you. If you pull that trigger, I kill you. Or we can talk. Do you think you're a better marksman or speaker? The choice is your, Calder. Lower the gun or I strike you down. Roll me coercion. Versus? Two reds, two purples. And can I get any bonus dice for the fact that he is so wounded, his people are dead, I have a lightsaber, it is foggy out, I'm very creepy. <laughs> I'll give you a boost die. Two successes, two threats. I'm gonna bank those threats for later. With two successes, he lowers the blaster. 
Castian walks towards him, his blade still drawn. They're in the pantry now? Yes. Castian is going to wait for him to drop the blaster completely. He does. I am not a Jedi. Calder, you're from Black Sun, which means you know things that you shouldn't know, which means we... It's kind of a reversal. You know too much, and now I need to figure out what to do with you. I am not an ISB agent. I don't know if you even know what I am, but maybe you've heard whispers of us. Red blades in the night. I am Castian Saya from the Imperial Inquisitorius. We hunt down rebel sympathizers and lost Jedi, and you are interfering with my mission. We were under a deep cover mission into the unknown regions using that cybernetic woman as a front. We didn't care about your whiskey. It was just a means to an end to get on that planet. But then we got sidetracked to this one to talk and capture that Riston Aster. And now you have interfered and I am in a conundrum. So I need to think this through and maybe we can talk. You've seen what I've done to these people. And if that gets out, then the Empire needs to explain why they have Force users working for them. But... The Empire also has somewhat of a beneficial agreement with Black Sun. That's correct, right, Calder? A tenuous one. Exactly, so I can't just blob your head off. Well, I could, but it doesn't look great for me. So this is what we're going to do. You're going to get on your communicator and tell everyone to go home. That you're solving this yourself. You will be allowed to accompany me to my ship, and I will let you take the whiskey. Though, now that you mention it, you mentioned that we were transporting two of your agents? Ah, they're in the pallets, aren't they? Carbonite? Clever, okay, I'm getting this. I will let you take your agents back, but you call your people off right now, and if you say a word about me or this mission to anyone, I will have... Lord Vader, visit Ord Mantell himself. Find that little whiskey distillery of your bosses and burn it to the ground with him, you, and everyone that you pretended to like. Do you understand, Calder? You are interfering with Lord Vader's business. And I'm just pressing the tip of my lightsaber to his nose, using fearsome. Before I give you his response, Billy, I want to just run something by you real fast. You already have this man on the edge of death. You have every advantage here, and yet you are putting the fear of the literal boogeyman into this man. You are invoking Lord Vader. You are tapping into some really dark and terrifying places. And it's probably not entirely necessary. So I feel like if you continue on this path, you're going to be ending the session with a little bit of conflict. Castine will take the conflict. He needs, in his mind, this guy needs to be so afraid to even utter what happened here that he never speaks about it again. He needs that fear. So yeah, Castine is tapping into some dark emotions that he used to channel when being an Inquisitor. At this moment... He is Castian Saya, Inquisitor, and all the darkness that comes with it. All right, so mark down two conflict, and Calder Sunton nods. We are agreed. Calder, 
I need you to know how serious I am. If you ever tell anybody what you saw here, I will kill everything you love. Which might just be yourself. But so imagine it being incredibly painful. I am a man of my word. Castian smirks at him. Okay. Are you? Castian reaches down and snatches the disruptor pistol. This can disintegrate in a man leaving barely any evidence. Castian deactivates his blade, waves for him to stand up. And as he's pushing him towards the stairs, he hears two shots go off as Castian fires into the bodies that he cut up, disintegrating the evidence. All right. Keep walking. Make sure to make the call. I don't want any surprises when we come downstairs. I don't want my prize to evade or to be damaged. Calder pulls out his shortwave private band communicator device and calls down to the people in the basement. We have what we need, gentlemen. Leave the civilians. And Castian's going to pull him to the side as he just waits for the people to start walking up the stairs and out. And they do. It takes a, a couple of minutes. Uh, you hear some rustling happening below, but no sounds of weapons, no sounds of distress. And when the cellar doors open again, you see that they have quite politely packed up their equipment. Is Cerise and Ariston okay? They were told to leave the civilians, so they are still down in the cellar. Yeah, Castian's going to take the man with him, Calder, and he's going to make sure that they're both fine. And downstairs, both Riston and Cerise are perfectly fine. Castian gives a smile as, you know, he's cut up. This man is definitely heavily bleeding. And he looks towards Cerise Nabella and says, I want to apologize. No hard feelings, whatever your name is. Cerise looks confused at first, but quickly catches on to your ruse and gives you a slight nod of understanding. Mr. Astor, I need you to come with me. Don't worry, I'm. we've resolved this, but you do need to come and we do need to have a conversation. You can see Riston taking in both you and Calder, neither looking fantastic at the moment, before he uh, glances back at Cerise again. They were down here, certainly with some minions, but they were down here for a bit. So you're not sure what she might have told him about what is actually happening. But he looks back and says, fine, young man. Castian looks towards Cerise and waves her towards the stairs. You can leave now. Cerise goes to the stairs as instructed, but as she passes you, her hand brushes against yours in the tight confines of the cellar. Castian hides his smile before looking back at the other two. Where do you wish to discuss our interests? Come along. And Castian is going to be uh, pulling him outside, and he's telling Kaldar, he's like, where's your land speeder? It is on the plateau. Come along, everyone. No sudden moves, please, Kaldar. But of course I am shooting Mr. Astor a look too, and we're just we're calmly walking upstairs, trying to avoid any entanglements. And you do. Castian is going to go to the land speeder, wherever they have it hidden. And is there a trunk? Yes. Castian opens up the trunk and points towards Kaldar. Get in. This really isn't necessary. Letting you live wasn't necessary, but I'm feeling quite generous, so get in. But before you do, he, Castian is going to check him down to see if he has anything on him. He does. He find a vibro knife. And then Castian's going to push him into the land speeder and say, you'll be let out in about 10, 20 minutes. And closes it before he can even argue. And then Castian's going to wave for Riston Aster to get into the passenger side. Does Castian know where he's parked now that it's been moved? You don't. 
Cassian's going to activate his communicator. Skitter. Sir, sir, I am so glad that you called. We have been trying desperately to reach you. Cassian just realizes, like, he, he just can't even at this point. And he just deactivates it and then, and then activates it again. Bone? Bone beeps, and in the background, you still hear Skitter. What? What? He hung up on me. I need the coordinates for the ship. Everything's taken care of. And you're still hearing in the background. Tell him that we have made a quite preposterous discovery within the pallets of the whiskey. Yep, I know. You found some carbonite frozen agents. Indeed, sir. Good on you. Just give me the coordinates. I'm about to fix all of this. And Bone gives you the coordinates. It's, as you estimated, about ten minutes away on Landspeeder. As Castian starts up driving, he looks towards Riston and say, I know what you're probably thinking. You think I'm here to handle you. I'm not. I'm actually a former Imperial myself. No longer part of the trade. But I know how it goes. You always have to keep watch, seeing if this is the moment that they decide that you might have known something that you shouldn't have known, and then they take you out. But I'm not. I have a friend who is in desperate need of repairs. She was a she was a child when the Empire decided to install cybernetics into her system. And they've been upgrading those. Until recently, uh, when she decided that she no longer wanted to be part of the Empire. That is not a decision someone as her gets to make. Yes. It's not. Which is unfortunate. She never has been given a choice about what she gets to do. Often. She has something wrong with her cybernetics, and honestly, we can't take her to an illegal cyberneticist because these are highly advanced imperial cybernetic parts. And honestly, this might be a shot in the dark, but... Riston, you're our only hope. It has been some time since I have worked in any sort of cybernetics. I may not be able to help your friend. I understand, but I also know your record. You were a patient man. You were a dedicated man. You were an intelligent man. But you weren't willing to cross some lines, I bet. Would you have experimented on a child? No, of course not. Did you know they were experimenting on children? I hoped they weren't. Hope doesn't give us much, does it? It has apparently given you me. And with that, Castian's going to keep on sailing forward. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Solo Shot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.